0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today we've got a great show for you, as I always say, because we only bring great artists on. We have Maddie McKenzie. We've done a little talking with her a little bit. I think you're going to love her. So, Maddie, are you here?
1: Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. Um, So how are you doing right now with everything that's going on um, with the corona and stuff?
1: Well I'm just trying to stay as busy as possible and it's been kind of it's not necessarily nice because it's definitely not a nice thing that's going on in the world right now but it's really given me a lot of time to focus on building my social media and getting as, as and getting as much content out as I can because before like you know as we briefly talked about off off air I am a full time nursing student so when I am from September to April end of April like I'm busy with school so it's great to actually have this little bit of a break to really focus on, you know, my main passion <laughs> in life, which is music. So, yeah.
0: And, and it's funny because, you know, different artists are different. I mean, cause you are our hundred um, 15th interview since January 3rd. Wow. And, um, that's crazy. Out of that, you kind of see where people stand on different stuff. And it's amazing how really a lot of artists are like, I haven't done a, thing and then other artists is like man i am writing some good stuff <laughs> yeah
1: it's all it's all over the spectrum like you know like yeah like some <coughs> of my friends um in country music right now they're like yeah like i'm just mm-hmm. taking this as a break and then i feel like people that are kind of more up and coming and like are mm-hmm. you know not quite in in the game 100 percent yet this is our time to really like you know work out the good songs <laughs> Do some collaborations, mm-hmm. get the social media, do the live streams. It's just, I think for people that, you know, are like me and we're, we're just, you know, we're working and working and working to get to where we want to be. It's a great opportunity for us to spend that time to do it.
0: Yeah. that's it's cool that you said that, because that's how I feel with even with our show because our, again, we only launched in January. Um, so I remember right. when the lockdown started, um, I told Sandy, I was like, uh, you know, this is our time to shine because, again, when everybody's busy, it's hard. You have to go back and forth and try to figure out the times to, to interview people. Still, so I was like, when the lockdown happened, I'm like, you know what? Everybody's going to have time. They're going to want to talk to people because, you know.
2: Absolutely. And
0: you know what? We, we might actually get a little bigger artist through this than we normally would be in a new show, and boy, have we. So it's been, it's been really a blessing for us. for everybody else to slow down so we can actually do our job even more.
1: Perfect. That's the best way.
0: So as we get started here a little bit, um, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you.
1: Okay, so um, as you guys mentioned, I'm Maddie McKenzie. Um, I'm 21. I'm turning 22 on June 17th. So I'm trying to ride out the 21st (laughs) year of my life as long as I possibly can. Um, I'm I'm like dreading turning 22 for some reason. I don't know why, but I am. Um, I'm from Oakland, Ontario, Canada. So Oakland is a really, really, really tiny, tiny town, like probably population 1,500. Maybe we have like one stoplight. Yeah. So I, I'm in university right now. So like I'm doing a four-year program to become an RN. Um, I've been in music for how many years? I, I started when I was 14. So about eight years, I've been doing music. Um, I started songwriting at that time. I was actually really, really sick with pneumonia in the hospital. And, um, that's my, that's my starting story. My, my dad brought me a guitar and I started learning chords cause he plays in the band. And, um, Oh, wow. Yeah, and I had yeah, like I previous I previously played piano but like it was more so like concert piano, not anything that I'd be like singing and playing to. So I kinda shifted <laughs> from, you know, you know, playing more like classical pieces into really just enjoying like creating my own music. And then I was lucky enough to have my uh first single drop last year in August. And uh, it actually went to radio and on a few radio stations here in Canada. So in London, there's a radio station called Country 104. And down in Windsor, there's <clears throat> Blackburn Radio. And so I was lucky enough to have my music on those radio stations. So yeah, I've just been kind of growing my following and working pretty hard at that. I'm a country artist, by the way. I can't believe I didn't even say that. But I'm a country artist. <laughs> there's so much to and talk about. It's hard to, to put everything into to remember everything. synopsis. Right. Oh, my God, yeah, because everybody just knows me as a country artist. I just assume everybody knows.
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, when you talked about the little small town, my wife can relate to that because she grew up in a town of 500 people. And, oh and their big city, yeah, their, the crazy thing is their big city is an, was an hour away, and it has 10,000 people. That was the big city.
2: Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> wow. And, and that's true. Yeah. Everything was an hour away or an hour away from Walmart. McDonald's, I feel that. Basically anything. Oh, I feel that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can i can respect the
1: struggle. I know what it's like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But honestly small towns
1: are, small towns are great. Like small towns, you know, you've got everything. Mm. You've got the space you need to grow up and you know, I've always been really mm-hmm. involved in in a lot of you know outdoor activities and like motorsports, like we dirt bike and quad, and because mm-hmm. we have snow here, mm-hmm. we snowmobile. So, you know, it's been I've it's yeah. been a blessing to grow up in a small town. And then when I go to school, I'm in a bigger area, so I kind of get the best of both worlds, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember when we when we met because Sam and I met online back in two and of okay. course it was taboo back then. And, and yeah. what's funny is, <laughs> uh, you know, we met on February 2nd. Of 02 talked on the phone for the first time February fourth. We set a wedding date February eighteenth and met in person March fourth. We actually so we actually sat, was meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. And yeah. she flew down here, and she flew down here mm-hmm. the first time. But the second time of us getting back together um, was uh, me driving up to her place in Kentucky, and I remember. Yeah. That I met her in that in that little town of ten thousand people. It's Pikeville, Kentucky, and we met there. And then she, um, told me to follow her back to her and her parents' place. And I'm sitting there, and this is like eighteen years ago. We've been married seventeen years now, but um, I remember driving with her up in the mountains, and we're going and we're getting further, deeper and deeper. And I'm like, "Where is this girl (laughs) taking me?" (laughs) Yeah, way back Oh no! Am <laughs> I like, gonna get murdered in the backwoods? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then she takes me on this one road that her her parents lived on, and it was one lane. I've never seen a mm-hmm. one lane road where if you if two cars are coming at each other, somebody had to back into a driveway.
2: Yep,
1: that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a, that's a great story. That's a great love story. You know, you guys wanted to marry each other before even meeting. I, I wish that's how it went nowadays. Everybody just, you know, it's different nowadays. But, yeah, that's awesome for you guys.
0: I, so thinking, we, um, I like to, like, always start light, and that's why I tell sometimes stories like that if I feel led there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are yeah. um, some hobbies you like to do outside of music?
1: Um, Okay. So um, I am involved in a lot of things. I'm very lucky because like my family has been very diverse and I started, I actually started dancing when I was three years old. So I've, I've done a lot of dance in my life, but um, in my university years, I have transferred over to pole dancing. Now I do it for sport. Um, I pole dance competitively actually. So that's something that is one of my other passions nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. I love to longboard. So like skateboarding and longboarding, that's one of my other um, mm-hmm. hobbies. Um, what else do I do? I do a lot of stuff. I, I just kind of try to dabble in everything that I can. I like to get involved in sports too. I'm pretty big into running, mm-hmm. um, just working out. I work out a lot. Just I just try to keep as diverse as I can because that's kind of the way I was taught to grow up is like, you know have a bunch of things that you're Mm -hmm. into and you know my dad my dad um does like drag racing so we've always been called track rats (laughs) because we've grown up around race cars and you know motorized (laughs) things that go go fast we're obsessed with all that we Mm -hmm. do a lot of boating boating and um you know water sports too just just kind of like to honestly dabble in everything that i can and try new things and if I fail at it well frustrated so I keep pushing until I'm good at it you know I'm one of those people (laughs) that like if I'm not if I'm not good at it right away I get kind of mad so I have to like focus on it super hard so yeah that's kind of what I do
0: Uh, I I know exactly what you mean I remember when I was 14 years old and I just picked up a bicycle and I just started seeing this little freestyle stuff and it just intrigued me so much but I was horrible and I remember a, a guy who I became friends with riding bike by, by me one day, and he wanted my frame on my bike, uh, and which he knew something I didn't know. He knew it was worth a little bit of money, and so he kind of cheated me because I wanted a chrome frame, and he didn't. And he had so he we swapped. You know, we became friends, oh, no. but later on, I found out that he kind of cheated me. But I am not they worried about you. that. you, but any, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but. I, but, you know, he got what he wanted, but and I got what I wanted. To, so he, even though he cheated me, he didn't cheat me because I still got what I wanted. I mean, and then we became yeah. friends, and he was a little better than I was back then. And I remember that it, about six, seven, eight months, us just pri- – we would watch his videos together, and we'd just try this. And then and at, w- within about a year, we, I was in contests and stuff. I'd done the flatland. I'd done the, wow. I'd done the ramps, ramp stuff. And I was one of them crazy guys that would stand on their handlebars straight up and ride down ah! the road. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so insane. eventually, but, but I was horrible when we started. I mean, you know, it was like I had no balance, no nothing. And then it was like a year later, people were like, man, you, you're just like natural. And I'm thinking, no, it's eight no. hours a day for a year. <laughs> you know in in, down here in savannah it gets really really hot in the summertime Mm -hmm. and we we would we'd be out there eight hours a day and it would just be we'd be soaked but you know what we would keep going and keep going and keep going so i definitely get what you're saying that if you're not good you make yourself good
1: absolutely like that's what happens i mean that's what happened with me with music too, because I actually Mm. am not, I'm not a natural born singer, you know, like I, I mean, Mm. I was singing when I was like one years old and like, like doing the little, like, you know, twinkle, twinkle little star stuff. But I mean, (laughs) I, I'm not, I'm not a Beyonce. Like I wasn't born with this immaculate, beautiful, like voice inside of me. I had to work like day and night in like, just all the time. I have to constantly be working on my voice to increase my Mm -hmm. range learn learn Mm -hmm. how to sing like vibrato like I I have worked you know very hard to have the voice that I do so sometimes when I'm singing and people are like oh like you're you have such a lovely voice it's like I'm like yeah but that didn't come for free and so sometimes I I (laughs) kind of get down I get down on myself a little bit because I I don't realize how much progress I have actually made
3: because you know
1: when I look back even on my videos when I was you know, like in grade 10, which I mean, in retrospect, isn't that long ago. I sounded awful and I would never want to hear myself at that age ever again. So, I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful for where I've progressed, but yeah, like just like you said, with biking, like it takes, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of practice to get, to get really good at something. It's not necessarily not, not everything comes easy.
0: And that's the part that a lot of artists, don't get, and I think that's why so many people quit the industry, because they, they jump in, you know, you you see this glory, but you don't see the grind, and usually I talk about the highs first, and then I go to the lows, because I always talk about both sides, because I, I think people need to hear both sides, sure. and almost every interview, because almost every interview talks about the highs, they never talk about the lows, mm-hmm. and since we're kind of already going to the low side, I'll, I'll bring that first, instead of the other way around, um, and here's yep. where I kind of want this, but Want, want this to go i tell a little story of um back in 2014 we interviewed alice and Steele from two still girls and at that time they were full-time with music her and her daughter and i asked her what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist and her words were this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music go do that and just keep music as a hobby she goes once you make it a career even You might not be full-time yet, but once you get to the point where you're like, I want this to be a career, she goes, it's a game-changer. She goes, you have to eat different. You have to think different. You have to sleep different. Everything about your life has to be nothing but music. She, goes, she says the sacrifices we make, the sacrifices our family has to make. She goes, if, we're, if I got a horrible day today, it could be the worst day of my life. If I got a gig tonight, I got to get on that stage and smile like it's the best day of my life. She goes, I can't show them type of emotions as much because I just have to go do the job because even though it's my passion, it's now my job. And although mm-hmm. we love what we do, she goes, there's days I don't like what we do. And, and, but, it, but it doesn't matter. I still have to do it. And she goes, but mm-hmm. if, your, if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way that those type of sacrifices and struggles will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, although I am a student and everything, this degree is not, I I always say this, this degree is not for me. This is for my parents. Like, you know, they, they wanted me to have something to fall back on, but once I'm out and I've, you know, written my registry and everything like Mm. music is going to be music is going to be it because I, thought to myself, exactly. you know, I, ever since I was 14, I've been thinking to myself, you know, why can't people see what I see in this and why, why is it just me mm-hmm. for this right now? But you know what? It's not about what everybody else around you sees. It's if you believe in what you're doing and my heart, yeah. I, I, I know that if I didn't, if I didn't at least give it a shot, like a real shot, like doing it full time, then I would, You'll I regret would die it. with regrets. I will die with regrets and I do not want to have that in my life. I, I only live one life. Maybe, maybe, you know, we are reincarnated in some form who knows, but as far as I know, this is the only life I've been given. And why would I just, you know, live my life to satisfy other people, right? This is, this is my, my life to live. If I want to travel with music and I want to pursue it hundred percent, that's my choice and that's my decision. And if other people don't like it, then too bad for them it's not it's not what they want for me but that's okay
0: you know and i love what you're saying there because i've got friends of mine and and this you know i always try to tell people please don't try to steal the passion from an artist you know you got people say Mm -hmm. you know artists just need to get a real job i've heard that over and over from people and i try to stop people saying Please don't tell an artist they need a real job. They actually got something better—a passion that they're striving for. When you sti- when, when you when you pull that out of an artist or out of anybody creative, this is what you do. I've got friends of mine that are ten to fifteen years in their career, and <clears throat> they're miserable. Now, I'm not saying all my friends, but there are, a few, there are some that are miserable. And you sit down with them, you're like, man, you know, you got this great lifestyle, you got this great um, family, you got this amazing career. And some of them will stop me and say the, the stop, stop the career's the problem I'm like you, you went to four six years of college for this career. What do you mean it's the problem and I mean, and they're like, no i went I went, did all this for my parents or my friends or my guidance kind so everybody kept telling me this was where the money's at They said what, you, you, what what you wanted to do could never make money, so I needed to do mm-hmm. this, and now they're miserable
1: yeah, and that's i, I... I feel that. I understand that because, you know, every time anyone's like, oh, well, Maddie, you're a nursing student. I'm like, yeah, but I'm a musician. That's what I am. And, you know, nursing is, of course, of course I would never, you know, deal with my, I would never treat my patients differently because I'm a musician, but, you know, like I, I would do my job how it needs to be done and it would never, it would never be sacrificed. But, you know, it, yeah, like it's, it's difficult because people think that, you know, to be happy in life, you need, you need riches, and you need success, but, Mm -hmm. like, I think, I I always say this, I think I would rather be, you know, just scraping by, and doing music for my entire life, than to have, you know, a beautiful home, and, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to just go travel whenever I, like, you know what I mean, like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather be what I love in life, Mm -hmm. than to just, just to please other people, and, you know, be successful, and, in what people think is the, you know, like the traditional sense of success, right?
0: Yeah, and that's like when you watch some of these interviews of the big artists, um, the host is almost always taking it out. There's always, almost every host will ask the big artists the same question. What would you be doing if music didn't work? Almost, I've I've heard that over and over and over. And 90% of the time, not every artist answers in this way, but most of the artists, tells them I'd just be a broke musician, I had no plan yeah this this was, this was yeah. it it was it was either this or i'll die broke
3: yeah that's for sure and I think yeah. that
0: because because if you've got a plan b the, the what what a lo, what your average person don't understand and I'm not saying it's bad advice, but what your average person don't understand is when you've got a plan b or a plan c whatever that um when the first signs of struggles come. Your plan B You'll becomes go back your plan to plan yep. I
1: heard Ed Sheeran say that in an interview once with Howard Stern. Um, because I mm-hmm. read they, Howard Howard Stern released a series of interviews that were like written up or you know in typed form. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad and I, my dad's big into music too. Like he, play, I mean he played in a band. So like now I'm kind of the oh, wow. sole musician in the house because I've furthered my career <laughs> as an art as an artist, not as a you know a cover mm-hmm. band. So. Yeah, we were sitting there, and you know he was reading me that, so I I totally get it. But then too, sometimes it's okay to have that Plan B, but as long as that
3: mm-hmm.
1: you're not you're gonna not just fall back on it when times get tough, you know. Yeah, because that's, that's
0: how what, that's how I and, see it. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. I I love that, you know, because again, that's something that you know, even with our show, we have no Plan B. You know, all we can feel like is we feel like God's leading our show. On it, you know, it's our beliefs and all that, and we believe in the show, and and we and we feel like that we're about to add a new, new um, pivot into our show. We still will always still do artists, but I think we've been shown that you know what speakers can be a great thing too, because both speakers and artists use their voices to move people. And yes. it, like tomorrow, we've got our first speaker coming on, and we got um, a girl named Tiffany Johnson. Who I, June 2nd I was watching her on we're facing I was watching her tell her story because it was the three year anniversary of a shark attack that took her oh arm three years ago.
2: oh my and she's
0: telling the story and I'm sitting huh? there like I don't care what you believe there's, there's no way that God wasn't with her through this because when she tells that story it was just such an amazing thing and she has a ministry now because of this you know that's that, uh, a speaking ministry. And I was like, man, I've got to get her on our show. And because of that, it kind of opened the door to where, you know what, we can be a little broader than we are because the whole goal of the show is to be up close and personal with whatever guests we bring on. Mm
2: Mhm. Wow.
0: And so that's gonna be awesome tomorrow. It'll be our, you know. Now, granted, we did bring our pastor on, I guess, back on Easter. Yes. You know, I wanted oh, to okay. do something for Easter. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do something mm-hmm. for Easter. and He's got a story where, you know, he's fought cancer in the last year and a half, three different times. He's still fighting it, and it's an amazing story. And I brought, and and I was like, I t- and, and he's been one of the few people here in Savannah because, like you were saying, nobody really supports what you do. We're same way. We totally get it. He's one of the few people yes. that here locally that, is, that, you know, when we like we were sitting in the church one day, and he came up to us and says, "Chris and Sandy, I want y'all to know that I'm proud of what y'all are doing with your show." He didn't say proud of y'all. He said proud of y'all with your show. Right. Specific, he yeah, and that meant so much. So. When I when – I, I didn't want to take off for Easter. I was like, man, what can I do for Easter that's a little – that'll be a little different? And I was like, ooh, I got it. I wonder if he would come on our show, and he did. So we did a whole thing with him, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, again, the, the whole purpose of the show is to bring out stories from the artists and artists, mm-hmm. guests, whoever we have. And that and that was something that we're starting to see this broaden a little bit, so we're excited about both things, about the artists we bring on, but we're going to be excited also about the new add on to the show, too.
1: Right, yeah. So, and like the, that's that's so wonderful that he, you know, it wasn't just like I'm proud of you, I'm proud of what you're doing with your show, right? And I feel like, I mean, yeah. again, a lot of the times with me, um, so I actually was born with low vision, so I have something called macular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Usually people who are older get macular degeneration, but I was born with Mm -hmm. the junior form of it. So I'm completely blind in my central vision. I only have peripheral and um, (laughs) I, I'm the first nurse. I'm the first nursing student at my university. if not Canada to go into nursing with low vision. So I feel like sometimes, yeah. So I feel like sometimes that, that achievement gets is overshadowing how much success I've had with music so far. And like, Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's those people that recognize you as a musician that you know you mm-hmm. really feel like you, you can confide them. Like like my best friend's mom, um, mm-hmm. and 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 her as well. You know, her mom was like, "Oh, I'm surprised Maddie's still in school and like music. She hasn't like she hasn't dropped out just to be you know like be a, a full time <laughs> musician now because yeah. she 100% believes in me. And you know that's so wow. amazing to not feel like you know, my achievement as having low vision and being a nursing student, it's not being, it's not overshadowing who I am as a musician. And like, again, like if people yeah. ask me who I am, i will be like, I'm a musician, but I also am in school for four years right now. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm, a nurse and I'm you know, I'm a nurse, and I do music on the side. I'm like, no, like I'm a musician, and I'm in school right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. And that attitude is what it really takes, because, again, you know, you really do have to be an all-in attitude. You don't have to be all-in as in full-time right now. But you. But if you're ever going to be full-time, you've got to have that all-in attitude. Absolutely. And that's,
1: that's the thing I do is, like, you know, I, I, I say this with my mom all the time. I wasn't born with a horseshoe up my butt. I am probably one of the least <laughs> lucky people you'll ever meet. But just because I, I'm not, you know, I'm not being picked up right away by, you know, a label mm-hmm. and I'm not going viral and all this. doesn't mean that i'm not going to keep grinding i'm not going to keep my Mm -hmm. you know keep pushing forward and keep moving forward because the video every time i write a new song that's me moving forward and me bettering myself Mm -hmm. and getting more music out there into the world right so you know you just got to keep you got to keep pushing and have that all-in mentality even when things aren't necessarily going your
0: way exactly. And when we get off of this, you should go uh, later, should go read my latest post cuz I kind of talk about me being an outcast all my life. But so I think you'll relate to that story. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. I would consider myself um, an outcast too.
0: <laughs> and and what's funny, see my, my wife and I, we, you know, we've been a 24/7 couple since the day we married. And and just right. that one issue mm-hmm. makes us an outcast. Cuz people are like, "Oh, Y'all are crazy. Y'all are stupid. Y'all are unhealthy. <laughs> oh. I mean, we've we heard we this, <laughs> <laughs> and
3: you and know. it's
0: funny because year after year after year after year we've heard this, and year mm-hmm. after year people who tell us this end up divorced. and then end right. up divorced. and and we're sitting there saying, well, we must be doing something right because we've been married seventeen <laughs> years, and, <laughs> so happy. and uh, yeah, that's, and, yeah, and well, and it's well, the way well. we want to live.
1: Absolutely, and you, you should, you. I mean, that's the thing is that other people like to look at others' lives and, you know, put their input in and what they think is, what they think is quote-unquote right, but, you know, everything, it works differently for everybody. You guys work well being the 24-7, but you know what, I know some people that can't stand being together 24-7, and they need that space, and it just, it's differently for everybody, you know, like, yeah, everybody has exactly. their own way of mm-hmm. doing
2: things.
0: Yeah, so, since we really hit the rough side of music, and again, I always want to hit both sides. Good, because we, mm-hmm. we did the opposite. We normally do it. Let's go the other way now. And uh, When you look back on your career so far, tell us some moments, a few moments that really stand out where you're like, wow, I got to do that.
1: Yeah. So, in my hometown, um, I, I'm very close to this one town called Brantford. And I don't know, like, you guys probably might not be super big into hockey over there, but Wayne Gretzky is from Brantford and like, and like the phone was made in Brantford. So if anyone like (coughs) listening can understand the reference, that's where Brantford is. It's not, it's not super big, but it's (laughs) big enough. And um, Mm. every year they have this Canada Day celebration. And um, I was lucky enough to have won a competition, um, a talent competition. And I got to perform on the main stage. And this stage is like a big stage, you know. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not, it's got like the two, the two big teeth, like what do they call them? Like the big monitors, like big, massive, and they project your face and like your name. And like, mm-hmm. it was, it was absolutely mm-hmm. insane. So that was a really big moment for me. I also at my university um, competed in another competition where I got to be on a similar, actually a bigger stage than that one. So, you know, like I've been lucky enough to be been on quite a few large stages and, <laughs> I would say, I say definitely another highlight is having my first single on the radio, you know, and going into wow. the radio station. I, I'll never forget how that went. You know, I, even mm-hmm. from recording it, it it was almost like it was magic. And that's when I was, mm-hmm. I that's when I'm my most happy is when I feel like magic is being created. And when I was in the studio, like my parents were there and you know, I, I never really see my dad cry, but he was crying, and, like, my mom was, and <laughs> oh, I, was wow. foc- I was trying to stay focused, I was trying to stay focused, because I'm like, hey, guys, I got a job to do, like, don't make me cry, <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> you know,
1: and so we were all just having this amazing family moment, and, like, like, even just, like, being in the studio, I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, this is what I am supposed to do with my life, it is every mm-hmm. single thing, every piece and part of me knows where I'm supposed to be right now, and it's right here. And so that having the song recorded was amazing. And then, you know, the whole process of going to the studio, sitting down for the interview Mm -hmm. and seeing my name when I, when I was, when I was queued up, I was queued up in between Luke Bryan and old dominion. And then there, (laughs) my, my little name, Maddie McKenzie was sitting in between (laughs) these massive, massive artists. And I just like, I started crying. I bawled my eyes out because that was such a (laughs) wonderful moment for me. And even though it was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was just that one single radio station at that time. The other, like the other radio station came a few months later, even though it was just mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. it was just so amazing to feel like I had made it in a sense. I had accomplished a dream that yeah. I had always wanted. And, yeah. you know, so there my name was, I'm being interviewed and they do this thing called Top Five at Five. So they do the top five mm-hmm. songs in the in the country that day and people vote in and like these songs battle each other. I battled Luke Bryan, and although I didn't win, I was, I was, though the top five, I was number six. So out of all the songs that, out of the songs in the country that day, I was one off (laughs) for being the top five.
3: (laughs) So I
1: was very, I was very, very lucky and very just everybody, all my friends and family were listening and, Everybody was, mm-hmm. you know, people that I didn't, I hadn't talked to in years in high school who didn't even give me the time a day back then were messaging me, mm-hmm. saying like, wow, like, heard you on the radio, congratulations. A guy I had a crush <laughs> on in high school was like, Maddie, yeah. like, so great to hear you on the radio. It's like, oh, okay. was like, stop. <laughs> so it was just, it was great. Like, I just, I'll never, I will never forget that feeling. And that, again, that's just how I know that this is what my life is meant to be is like, yeah. I don't get that feeling from anything else. Nothing else gives me. Yeah. I could. I could win academic achievements. It doesn't matter what it is. Nothing mm-hmm. feels the way the way that music feels to me. So, yeah, that's those are definitely some highlights. I'm, I'm sure there's so many other ones that I have talked <laughs> yeah. about, but those are the ones that stick out those. to me, like you know, in my forefront. Yeah. I I also got to Um we have OHL down here, so there's NHL, like National Hockey League, and then we have Ontario mm-hmm. Hockey League, which. You know, they usually are the feeders for like. I'm I'm pretty big into hockey, so they're like the feeders for NHL. When they're drafting, they'll kind of look at those guys first. And I mm-hmm. was lucky enough to go sing at an arena that held like 5,000 people. I got to sing "O Canada," wow. which is obviously <laughs> Canada's national anthem. So I got to sing the yeah. national anthem for them, and that was a, that was another dream of mine that I got to live out. I always wanted to wow. sing the national anthem at a hockey game, so. I mean it's not That's as really good a- as having your song awesome. on the radio.
3: Yeah, and they, they also <laughs> it's too still, like also awesome, awesome.
1: Yeah, but even during intermission and like pock puck puck drop and stuff like that, they were playing my song <laughs> mm-hmm. at the arena. So there's five thousand people that are hearing my song and I get to sit oh, I was wow. sitting in a box they they had um paid for us to have a box seat and so I was sitting in the box mm-hmm. seat just listening to my song where all these people were, you know, listening to it with me, and I just got to be like, i got a girl singing right now. That's me. Like, it's so exciting. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you know, you made me think about something that uh, I've learned through the years, and this is there's an old saying about your friends who don't who didn't really believe in you that that there's there's like a pattern that they go through. It's first they don't believe that you can do it. They just don't believe in the idea. Then when you start showing it's working, they don't believe it'll last yeah um then once it once it starts lasting then they then they start saying things like, "Well, you were lucky um and then the final moment comes when the next phase is they're telling everybody I always knew they'd make it, yep.
3: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that that's them. that's the that's the phases of a critic of a friend cri- critic
1: <laughs> yeah or even, like, the people that didn't even, like, give you the time of day when you weren't, you know, having success in music and, you know, Mm -hmm. just even having my song on the radio for two radio stations, all of a sudden, like, people that didn't talk to me in high school wanted to talk to me. And, you know, like I said, the boy that I had a crush on who never acknowledged my existence all of a sudden wanted to message me and say, like, hey, good job. You know, like, funny how people (laughs) will, people when they think you're, you know, you're moving into you know, more success in a, in a, in an entertainment industry, then they want to make mm. themselves acknowledged and be like, Oh, mm-hmm. Hey,
3: like yo, yeah. you're so
1: good. Like, yeah. it's just funny. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, I did, I didn't forget that you ignored me in high school. Like it's like, it's it's, it's it's like, I still know what you did. Like I still know who you are. It's like I like blanked out and forgot who you were. Like, But of course I still thank, I still thank them. And, and I, I appreciate their support, even if it's, you know, yeah. they didn't support me when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I still appreciate it all the time. Like, I'm very <coughs> thankful for everybody that, you know, is willing to support me and, you know, stand up mm-hmm. and be there for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's like I remember um, chatting with and, and seeing uh, I'm kind, – we're kind of friends with Gabby Barrett's dad and sister. Not friends with her, okay. but friends with the family. And um, right. I remember him telling a story on Facebook. That, that he says, what gets him the most excited? He says, a lot of times, with, and this now for 10 years, him and his and him and um Gypsy, their other daughter, worked tirelessly to get Gabby up on top. Um, so it was just them, the family, um, for, uh, for 10 years. And he said, it would mm-hmm. be amazing that you would that Gabby would be opening for people and you got these young teen girls that with their hands crossed because they weren't there to see Gabby, they were there to see the next person. And yeah, and they would roll their eyes. He said they'd, he'd see them roll their eyes and everything at he said because he's like, Wit girls can be vicious. And he says, but there's something that happens at almost every show when, when he saw this. He had watched those girls about two, three songs in. All of a sudden, they you could tell they want to sing, but they're trying to hold it back. And then eventually, yeah. he says, not all of them, but uh, there was a good group that all of a sudden they're into it.
1: but is not that funny that even with so like think about artists that don't have support from their family like even like Mm -hmm. even you know someone that had a team of people working for them you know like you know working tirelessly Mm -hmm. to get there it still took 10 years right and so imagine what it's like for people you know and i'm not saying my family's i'm not saying my family's not supportive they're very supportive in their own way but like you know we don't have the resources and the time to be you know cranking this all out like my parents still work full time and like not saying that hers didn't I don't know her situation but you know it's it's interesting that even somebody with that much support you know still took 10 years and that's why I think people again like talking about being all in is so key like you really just you really got to believe in your mission and like be okay with mm-hmm. the idea that you know maybe mm-hmm. you never will maybe you'll never make it to you know the Taylor Swift status which frankly I don't want anyway because I want to be able to walk through the street without getting yelled at by a bunch of people <laughs> so you know but yeah, yeah so it's just it's, it's funny to even touch upon that and just it, it was crazy to me it's like still 10 years with you know that those people supporting you and opening for already successful artists like just because you're opening doesn't mean that you know everyone's gonna what do you after
0: and, and what really took her off a little bit was you know of course her coming in third on idol um really yeah. got the world to know and, and even then she still struggled for, and she she worked hard after that, and I think it was yep. um but see they were upset for a while because you know they felt Idol kind of um edited so and we saw this when we because we were, we were like there's no way that that she won't be um, first, we just knew it. It was no. It's like how can mm-hmm. you know? When you look at the top three, it was like there's just no way. And mm-hmm. then I, S- Sandy and I were sitting there, and I told S- Sandy I was, as we're watching the edits and we're watching them show pieces of um, of Gabby and pieces of the other two. I was like, oh my God, they're making Gabby look stuck up, and the other ones look oh, right. dumb. down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yep, they just destroyed it. Just like, Gabby won't win now. Uh, I knew it, yeah. and, and, and 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 she didn't. But even though they thought that was one of the worst things that could happen, it became a blessing because what they have found was by her not winning, she was she's been able to do a lot more stuff. If she'd have won, they control her for five years, basically. Um, yeah, and that's by her not winning, found. she owns everything.
1: Yeah, and like. I found that with a lot of people that have been in competitions, such as, like, The Voice, America's Got Talent, American Idol. You know, it's not a lot of the times the winner is the person that goes the farthest. Like, a lot of the times it's people that, you know, runner-up, you know, were top ten, you know, third place. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the only two big success Mm -hmm. stories from American Idol were Carrie Underwood and, um, what's that other girl, uh, Kelly Clarkson. You know, I think they yep. were the biggest success story. Mm-hmm. So think about how many seasons there's been of Idol, right? Like, but <laughs> there are so many people that have been successful from not winning, right?
0: Yep, exactly. So and, yeah. and that's yeah. the, the great it's thing a about blessing. it. It gave them a pl- a platform. So, so then, now granted, a lot of, him here's here's where the negative sides of these shows come. There's a lot of people think, okay, that they're on there. They make it to, say, top three, top four, top five, whatever it is. And some of them think, okay, now I got it. But that's actually when the work – when you come off that show, that's when – because that's what Gabby had to do. She had to work her tail tail off more than she ever did on that show after the show to keep building and keep building until like a – I guess it was a year later, seven months later, whatever it was, to where she got one of the biggest record deals ever. Of a right. rookie type um, um, thing, but she didn't get it when she came off the show. You yeah, know, she still had to build and work harder than she's ever worked, and that's and that's I think that's where people miss. They think, okay, I've been even some winners don't you know like we said, saying winners a lot of times. Oh, I won Idol or I won The Voice. Okay, now I'm now I'm made. No, you're not. That's this is when the work begins. Is when you get off that show. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, absolutely, and and that's the thing with even being just on the radio. People think that you know, just because you're on the radio, means that you are, you know, you made it. You've now, made right? it. <laughs> that's not that's not the case. Like that's just not the case ever. Like you know, but that's why you got to keep pushing and do as much as you can all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play sure. your song, Dreamer. How's that sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. And then we'll talk about that when we come back. All
2: right. Awesome. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry,
0: fitting for what we've been talking about
2: Mm -hmm. because
0: we talked about a lot about what that song Mm -hmm. really hits that you're alone and all that
1: yeah and that's when i wrote it like i wrote it as basically a letter to my parents that was basically when Mm -hmm. i like i wrote that when i was 17 16 and you know Mm -hmm. even it's even crazy because like i wrote that song such a long time ago and the emotion still rings so true to how i feel like you know it's for it's mm-hmm. for it was it was four or five years later that that was recorded and you know when i i had i never thought that would be recorded ever you know or even you know i i hope i i'm planning to release or record a new ep and eventually release it within the next year and you know i mm-hmm. never thought even even that in itself is a dream come true just having my music in a format that is bringing it to life you know you can write a song and yeah. it's done acoustically and mm-hmm. it's beautiful still but to actually have something brought to life in production yeah. is it's, it's again it's just it's another it's another dream you know
0: yeah that is really awesome and one thing we like to do on our show is we're we consider our show like a family affair so we always have our eight-year-old come on and ask one question so sandy's going to get him okay. on real quick and, okay. and we've got a 15-month-old girl that when she gets a little older, oh. we'll plug her into the show, too. So, right now, it's him. Yeah. eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: here's Christopher with his questions. Okay. Hi,
3: Maddie. What's your favorite food? My yes. favorite
1: food? Yes. Okay, Christopher, my favorite food is probably buffalo chicken mm. or pizza.
0: Beth, what's yours, though, Chris?
3: Pizza.
1: <gasps> oh, my gosh. What kind of pizza do you like? Pepperoni! Oh, we're twinning. We're twins. Look at that! I love pepperoni pizza too. <laughs>
3: okay,
0: bye. <laughs> so cute. Okay, bye. Okay. Yeah, okay. he comes and yeah, he comes and goes um, quick. Um, but he would he gets upset. There's been a few shows where it got where the yeah. artist all of a sudden had to go at the last minute.
3: Mm-hmm. so we didn't Aww. get to
0: him because he because usually I, I have all these times where when I feel like we're about 15 minutes away from the from the end usually I try to bring him on at that point so sometimes there's been a few times where artists is like I'm you know just had an issue come up can I I mean can we cut this about another minute I'm like okay and so we don't get him but he, he gets upset when, when we don't oh it looks <laughs> like he's gonna
1: steal your job eventually that's so awesome that you know he's Comfortable, you yeah. know, talking to
0: a bunch of different people, and good for him. He's a brave guy. And he loves it. He absolutely, he loves, loves it. it. And and you know, one thing I've learned through life is, if you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids, they have a front row seat to watch you live out yours. And I really, okay. and I hope that that's what we're doing him, that as we chase this crazy dream within being a host like to try to be like a bobby bones or be like a ty bentley one day you know type thing but as a married couple <laughs> you know hopefully yeah, yeah. he sees that us chase this
1: yeah he'll be able to you know watching you guys feel you know believe that anything is possible that's that's an amazing thing to you know teach your kids from a young age is that as long as they put their effort in and they you know work at it hard then then they can make anything happen
0: because yeah, we, like I said, we've done 115 interviews since January. Mm-hmm. People think we're crazy because wow. they're like, who does that? And I'm like, well, like I told Sandy recently, I was like, you know what? There's no there's no host that's going to outwork us this year. <laughs> no,
1: and, like, even yeah. even the fact of finding people, too, right? Like, that's a feat in itself because you've, you've got to reach out to, of course, everybody you know and then try to find people through those people that they know, like, you know, even even the fact that you guys are in, you know, Savannah, and I'm I'm in Ontario, Canada, like that's crazy that we were even able, able to, you know,
0: connect do and this.
1: and have do this as an opportunity. Like this is amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and what's funny now is because we've done so many, we've got a lot of PR companies reaching out to us. Like I, I remember one of the days that I really felt like I was almost ready to quit this because, you know. I don't mind smaller artists, but, you know, no matter who you are, you still want to grow. Just like, just like you know, Absolutely. artists that play in small venues do want to play in stadiums one day. It's they, they, just mm-hmm. that goal. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they don't like small venues because they still like small venues. Even the big mm-hmm. artists will tell you sometimes they'd like to go to small venues still. Um, but that doesn't mean you want to stay there. So, so sometimes I, there was one day in particular that there was an artist that I was really kind of – thinking that we we were for sure going to have. And I got turned down with that, and I'm like, well, what are we even doing? I was really frustrated. And then Mm -hmm. like an hour later, um, we got an email from a PR company saying, um, I've got six artists I'd like to get on your show. So we just lost one, we got six that they want to get on our show. And, and, And I'm scrolling through, and I'm scrolling through the six, and I've seen one of them that said Anna Christina Cash. And I'm like, I wonder wow. if she's any relation to the Cash family because I didn't hear from yeah. her at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. Co-
0: and then come to find out, she's married to John Carter Cash, who's the son wow. of Johnny and June Carter Cash. I'm like, oh, my God. You know. Yeah. So I emailed That's them crazy. back to yes, you know, I would like th- – I'll do all six. Can we do Anna first? So they agreed, and we right. got Anna on the show. And here's the crazy part. Because of Anna, we got Carleen Carter Georgette Jones. Wow. We got um, Jenny Gill. We got a, mm-hmm. we, all of a sudden we started getting a handful of the legacy kids on our show, all because of that day. Wow.
1: See, everything happens for a reason. Never would imagine you, know, you got turned down once, and then you've got all these yep. amazing new artists coming on.
0: Yeah. And, and now it's like now it's like trying to figure out who we want on the show because again we get pitched so much now, and I don't want just anybody on the show. Um, So there there are times where I have to just, you know, right now I just, there's a, there's a certain level that I want people on on the show and there's nothing against anybody that, that I don't reach out to. It's just, there's certain, there's certain things I want for the show as we grow.
1: Absolutely. There's an expectation now, right? Like, you know, because you guys are, you're working so, so tirelessly and so hard and, You know, you want to, again, you're talking about the growth, you want to keep moving up with other artists, and as your show, you know, you evolve and you progress, you don't want to have people that aren't doing the same thing, because then it it, it doesn't, it's not good for the representation of your branding now, because you want to, you want to be able to showcase people that are at the level of your
0: podcast exactly and and that's what we think we got going on and, and again I, I still i still do smaller artists i don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. but i i do know that we're trying to line some up i mean uh, with i mean we just had our biggest artist ever to come on the other day a girl named Madison and um mm-hmm. she's she's got 528,000 fans
2: wow yes you
0: know you know so you know and That was, and you know, right now our fan page is only like 2,000 fans, and I'm sitting there like, okay, this is crazy, (laughs) 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 but it's cool. I mean, and we do have a a good bit of listeners, so it's not like so just because you got small, small fans doesn't mean you have your listeners are down there, but we do have a pretty good bit of listeners, which is good. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, you know, you just never know, and you know, as we grow, we're trying to bring on the right artists, and now I guess we're gonna because the goal is to to eventually have like a Blake Shelton come on. You know, and people Absolutely. like him. But I don't but, but I don't want it to always I don't want it to take over the show. I'll always want to be for the rising artists and the rising speakers. But I still mm-hmm. want some of the big ones too.
1: Oh of course. We're diverse you know, just adding in a sprinkle here and there because you know, say you have Blake Shelton yep. on or any of those those people, you're drawing in more people and then that's more people to discover the rising artists,
0: right? So you're in turn, that, helping
1: is, rising artists a, out
0: by having bigger artists. Exactly. It's a win for everybody because, like you said, you know, um, in fact, one of my friends who's in the PR stuff, he was telling me about this, because about, I told him the ultimate goal would be a handful of weekly um, people rising and one or two weekly uh, big artists. And, he, and he's mm-hmm. like, um, he says, you have no idea what that will do. He says, when you get to that point where you can do that, he said that's actually going to help all the other artists. Because the, the big artists, all of a sudden, <clears throat> it helps on two fronts. One is it helps the confidence of the rising artists on your show because they're like, oh, wow, I'm I'm on a show that also has Blake Shelton. So it yep. gives them confidence. And then the second thing it does, it brings a lot of Blake Shelton's people to go view them, like you Absolutely. just said. 100%. So, so we do want to balance. We, you know, again, I, you know, I, I, I want to always be for the rising artists and rising speakers, but I do want to balance in there where there are some of the big people on both sides too. Yeah, for sure. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about?
1: Oh, man, that's such a tough question. There's so many people that have inspired me, of course, over the years. I I think everybody at my age who's a female and in country would probably say Taylor Swift, of course. Um, she's just mm-hmm. she is a phenomenal writer in her own, you know she's just she's something else like in in a in a great way she is one of the most talented I think songwriters of my, my generation or Keith Urban. Yeah. I have a great, res- I have a great respect for him. I saw him live and yeah. he can rip, he can rip on a guitar like no other and write beautiful <laughs> melodies about like his song, stupid boy gets me every time. And
3: mm-hmm. you know, it's it, uh, it, he, mm-hmm. either,
1: either of them, either of them would be amazing to write with. And I'm sure if it was with Taylor Swift, we'd, we'd be writing some kind of breakup song. I've been through, you know, <laughs> a difficult breakup in the last year. So I'm I'm writing a lot of breakup songs myself, so if I was with her, you know, we'd be queens yeah, of breakup. There have to be so that. <laughs> yeah, but if it yeah. was with if it was with Keith, I think he's very good um, at writing about reminiscence like in the style of a mm-hmm. reminiscence song. So writing about like the teenage life or like going back to your early twenties or something like that would be super cool mm-hmm. to write with him. So kind of writing in their, you know, in their wheelhouse or wheelhouse whatever they call Mm -hmm. it and like also having my influence in there too kind of catering to both of our styles would be cool yeah
0: so what's a song that's out that's current that you've looked at and listened to and you're like i wish i wrote that
1: oh hmm. okay so god there's so many of those songs that's so difficult of course okay so i did mention stupid boy that's not brand new though so that's not super new um i think Well. I, I really love again off of Taylor Swift's newest album. She wrote a song called "Death by a Thousand Cuts," and that mm. song is so it's so profoundly beautiful in the way it's written because mm. it's so it's very relatable and it's relatable in a way that like you know you you it's like I can't believe I didn't think I didn't like I didn't think of those words or or like you know the main line is saying goodbye is like death by <laughs> a thousand cuts. You know,
3: and even <laughs> by Maddie, wow. Maddie
1: and Tay, they have a song, Die from a Broken Heart. And it's, and it's exactly <laughs> how I felt when I was going through my first breakup. And it's like, hey, mama, how, like, like, can you die from a broken heart? And, you know, your, <laughs> your parents and your mom, your mom is supposed to have all this information for you. And it's like, you know, in the song they say, mama, please don't say I'm going to laugh about this someday. You didn't see the way he drove away. And it's so true. It just, there's, I would say those songs <laughs> Stupid Boy, Death by a Thousand Cuts, and um, yeah. Die from a Broken Heart. If I, I wish I could have wrote, wrote at least one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Maybe because they're all um, breakup songs. I don't know. I guess I'm just the queen of breakups.
0: <laughs> so, but they're both very beautiful. they very
1: beautiful. Sure. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to ask a question okay. in a certain way. And I have a purpose for the okay. way I ask this. And I'll explain that after I ask it. But if you had a okay. magic wand, and, and what you're about to say would one hundred percent come true. Where do you want to be in five years? and the reason why I'm asking it in this way, I want artists to open up a little bit on this question because this past February made the five year anniversary of us asking that question to Kelsey ballerini wow. what oh, she, before so everybody phenomenal. knew who she was, yeah, wow. and her answer. But here's the crazy answer. She she knew where she was going. She knew exactly what she wanted because the question to her back then was, "Where do you want to be in five years?" That was the question, and she just went off on what would she want to do. This 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 this, and she has done that 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 that, as to almost to, um, I mean almost to the T of the, what she told us is what where she's at now.
1: Wow, that's um, that's. <clears throat>
0: Oh, so I like crazy. to and I like to bring up that story to make artists think. You know, it can happen because a lot of people think, well, you know, if I, you know, if I just want to play music. I want the deeper. I, I want the vision because without that, you're not going to make it anyway. Um, you got to know where you're going. You know, you, you know, it's like I've heard on success, many success things. You don't just fall your way into into a life that you dreamed of. <laughs> you have to work your way into it. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: And, um, yeah, so, and, I mean, I guess my goal. So what, where would you want you me do? to? Yeah, so I guess my, my like, whereabouts for five years, I'm going to obviously finish my degree within the next. But after that, I want to be full-time. I want to be doing full-time. So I'll kind of work as, like, as the years go by, right? Because it's kind of hard to be like, in hmm. five years, I'm going to be doing exactly this. So I want to be done my degree. Well, I will be done. I'm going to be done my degree. I'm going to move full-time into music. Um, I'd like to go – I want to go to Nashville to write and, like, co-write a bunch and, you know, really give it my all down there uh, on a work visa. And I think my end, mm-hmm. my end goal would – my end goal is to have success in music. Do I want world mm-hmm. domination? No, I don't. <laughs> That's not personally what I want for my life. I want to be a successful yeah. Canadian country artist. I want to be known in Canada. My goal, like, for, in five years, I want to be known. I want people to love my music, hear my music, understand where I'm coming from, feel a connection to what I'm doing. Um, I, would I like a, CC, like a CCMA under my belt? Definitely. But, you know, award shows don't always, they're not always exactly fair. So it's, you know, you can't ever be yeah. there. But I want to be, be recognized enough where I could win a CCMA. I want to have mm. some recognition in the States and be able to just, I want for my five-year plan, I want to be traveling Playing music as much as possible I want to have a good band of musicians behind me And just keep mm. moving forward I, It's hard, it's crazy That she was able to, you know, say I want this, 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 this and this And have it all happen You know, everything is in progression So I think when I get to my next step Which will be releasing my, my next EP Or like releasing an a, a EP Because I haven't done that yet I've only released a single When I have the EP mm. out I want to do a radio tour All across Canada um mm. you know because that, that would be a big you know traveling to all the provinces and maybe even a little bit stateside too because I'm pretty close to the border I'm lucky I'm only like an hour from the border so getting to kind of go stateside a bit but yeah that would be yeah. that's definitely my five year goal and you know uh, who knows what will happen in that time down the line but mm-hmm. that would be my goal like I don't know I don't know if you know who Lindsay L is but she is a Canadian country yeah.
3: who
1: who has you know, been able to play in the States and do the CMAs. And she, you know, her career is very, like, that's the kind of career I want. I want to be able to be in my home but also be recognized.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So let's say Mm -hmm. you had a friend, and let's say you heard him, him or her sing, and they really have a great tone that you could tell there's something special. There's definitely something there. And now this would be (laughs) pre-COVID advice. So let's say that um, they got on that, you know, they've gotten on that stage, they've played maybe twenty shows. So they are still getting their feet wet on the show side. They played maybe twenty shows or so. But they've gotten on that stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug that stage bug. And and they're right. like, Wow, you know, the crowd is cheering for them. They just know they're in the right place. They come to you and they say, Matthew, I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Guide them? Hmm. Well, I'm not necessarily see because I'm so new, like not new in my career, but because there's still a lot I have to learn. I I wouldn't, I definitely don't know if I'd be able to provide them with some sort of
2: aha moment type guidance. But but I would definitely believe me, you've went believe me,
0: you've went through enough. uh, You've went through enough already to where every artist that's done even what you've done. Still has advice within them, so don't
2: yeah. Right.
0: So, so don't cut yourself short here because you've got to <laughs> you know you, you know yeah. you have done a lot already. That again, several things you named earlier. Uh, most artists never have done that.
1: Yeah. So I guess what I would say is, don't lose the feeling for it. Don't lose the passion mm-hmm. for it because sometimes it does feel like work. And, you know, you still want to remain that passion to keep driving you. And, you know, just because, yeah, you've played a few shows doesn't mean that that's like, you know, that's it for you and everything is set from here on in. You know, you have to grind and you have to work and you have to push yourself every day to pick up that guitar and, you know, learn a new song Mm -hmm. or write something down or record a video for people who want to see you sing. You've got to keep moving forward. You can't stay stagnant. Like, if you don't keep moving you're never going to get to where you want to be. And that's what I would definitely tell them is that don't let it go to your head. Don't let these shows go to your head. You need to keep
0: pushing if you want to move forward. And see, that's great advice. I told you, you had it in you. I just didn't <laughs> want to say something too
1: cliche, like just keep trying, you know, like, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, that's, I that's, but, what but, I've done but in reality, I that's myself. what you got
0: to do. But in oh, reality, absolutely. it's, it's uh, that's one of them things where, you know what, you just, but, like, I remember the, one of the best advice I ever got for this show. Um, I, I was chatting with a friend of mine in Nashville, and I asked him, what advice would you give as we launchers. And I think this is great advice not just for us but for artists but really for people in general, especially in the creative form. Um, but he said, um, mm-hmm. I got one piece of advice. He says, um, be and stay authentic no matter what. He says, right. you can tell every Bobby Bones joke. You can tell every Ty Bentley joke. And so you might can even pull it off and create it some kind of audience. He says, but the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you will lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you stay right. authentic right from the beginning, you may grow slower, but you'll create, you'll create the right audience. Absolutely. And I've never forgot that. And so I try to, that's why we have a conversation on this show is, because to me, that's me. If I can't, I'm a conversationalist. I can't mm-hmm. just be an interviewer. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's. My, I'm sure it's more fulfilling to actually feel like you're, you know, getting to know somebody rather than just like asking the generic questions like, Oh, who inspired you? You know, why do you think today? Like, <laughs> what do you like to write about? You know, it's it's, yeah, like it's definitely mm-hmm. it's been a great conversation that we've had and I feel like a lot of our views are pretty similar on how we approach our careers and, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward.
0: And and one thing I want to do with the show is, you know, I just wanted like I said, I wanted it to be, you know, I want to get to know the artist, not the music. Again, we can talk about music and of course some of the questions are geared towards music, but my sure. whole goal is to is to know the artist.
1: Absolutely.
0: So as we get to this last question here that I have for mm-hmm. today, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do?
1: Um, maybe just, like, you know, like talking about this. Like, I mean, you guys definitely talk about the struggles, but, you, you know, say, like, more so, like, how you struggle when you are a musician and like how important it is to build the community you know
3: yeah. because
1: I feel like I feel like it's such a mental game too that a lot of times we don't talk
3: about <laughs> the true. mental
1: health aspect which like maybe like not being like oh, like do you have anxiety or depression but just being like how are you like how are you how is your mind feeling during all this like are you still motivated what's holding you back right now is there anything that you know you're concerned about like kind of just like you know, it's that to me is like the most personal thing you can ask somebody is like, how are you really feeling right now with everything? And you guys did ask with the COVID, you know, but sometimes when it's music, there are days
3: Mm -hmm.
1: when you just don't want to do anything, because your mind's in the wrong place. You feel Mm -hmm. useless, because you couldn't finish that song, or you didn't really want to film that video today, or you have a pounding headache, and (laughs) you can't sing right now, you know, so Mm
3: -hmm. even just
1: asking those difficult questions I feel like like you guys have been amazing with that and like I thank you for asking the difficult questions because a lot of people don't but one thing that I've learned through my schooling which I've been lucky enough to have a little bit of a background in asking in-depth questions is to ask the difficult mm-hmm. questions and I feel like a lot of interviewers excluding you guys mm-hmm. because like I said you do forget <laughs> to ask forget to ask <laughs> about how the musician's actually doing
0: and, and I don't think and, and here's my belief and I could be wrong but I don't think that it's that they forget. I think they're scared to go down that road because they're That's not true. sure how their audience, the audience will react. They're not sure how the um, artists will react. So they, the fear stops them. But, see, I think mm-hmm. it actually connects the audience to the artist.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, because think about, say, you know, someone comes on and they say, you know what, this COVID has been actually extremely difficult for me. I feel a lack of motivation. And you know what, someone in the audience feel like, you know what, I feel the exact same way, I'm glad I'm not alone, you know, so I feel like a lot yes, of that. it's not necessarily so that important. they forget, but people more shy away from it, because it's not easy to talk about, right, it's not easy to talk about mental health, and you know, how we truly feel right. on the inside, because it's so easy, we live in a superficial world right now, unfortunately, so, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, how are you doing, oh, I'm good, you know, and just leave it at that, but <laughs> How are you really doing?
0: And see, there are days that I want to quit this. I mean, Sandy, had, see, the good thing is I got a support system through my spouse. Because there are days Absolutely. where I'm just like, I have had it. This is just getting too much. And then she has to peel me off that cliff because I'm just ready to jump over the cliff, so to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, you know what? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'll make a comment like, um, I'll say something like, maybe I should just go get one of those real jobs that everybody talks about. And then Sandy I'll come back with um when in our marriage have you had a what they call real job. Okay, yeah. you got a good point cuz I <laughs> we have done side gigs, little different business things. We've done in the 17 years marriage, we've I've never had what they call a real job. I've always we've always right. made it and we've always made our own way. So so why start now? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
1: but I think it's, I think it's important to touch on those difficult moments because I'm sure if you you know even if you interviewed Blake Shelton and I'm sure he would be able to say, oh, you know what? Some days I just really don't want to do it. Some days I can't write a song. Yep. Some days I can't really feel feel mm-hmm. the music." And
3: you could mm-hmm. ask. Them. It
1: doesn't matter how big they are of an artist. You could ask them how. Yep. You know what are your what are your difficult days like? Maybe that's the question more. So like, what what would a difficult day in music look like for you? Like.
0: See, see, how, with see the that's like what Allison Steele, when I led into the difficult times earlier, that was something yeah. she was saying, is w- I could have the worst mm-hmm. day of my life today, but I still got to get on that keep. stage.
1: Absolutely.
0: So oh, as we end this here, tell everybody how they can reach you.
1: Follow me on Instagram at Maddie McKenzie Music. So that's M-A-D-D-Y-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E and then just music. And then I'm on Facebook as well as Maddie McKenzie. I try to keep everything consistent. Also, too, I could really use some support right now because I'm actually in a songwriting competition. It's called Sing for the Shot. It is Canada-wide, and, you know, if any of you guys are stateside or wherever you're from, I could use your support, too. If you go to my Instagram or Facebook, I have the link to vote for me. I would really, really appreciate it because – you know, to get on to the next round. It's all based on voting. So you'll find me there. I think they have me as Maddie M. They don't provide our last names. So yes, please, guys, go ahead and follow me. My my song Dreamer, if you like it, is on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, basically anywhere you can download or stream music. So yeah, that's how you can find me.
0: And I love that. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on. Look forward to having you back down the road.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great experience. And you guys really get deep into the to the mind of a musician, and and that's I appreciate that because not a lot of people go in depth
0: the way you guys do. Well, I appreciate that because that's uh, the Oh, we love goal, hearing you know, that. I we yeah. just want to be different, and we're and that's where we're different is we get the story in depth.
1: Absolutely.
0: And we look forward, like I said, we look forward to keeping up with you, and we will talk to you real soon.
1: Yes, please do. Thank you for having me.
3: Oh,
0: thanks Sorry,
1: for bye. your time. Thanks. Okay,
0: okay bye. bye.